0: Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience if you get anything from this show the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to itunes and give us a five-star review additionally if you want to interact with me you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on instagram without further ado on to the show Hey everyone, I have a new men's course that I'm launching on May 25th is when it actually begins and the idea of it is that I'm going to use myth and I'm going to use story and we're going to break down the phases of masculine psychology. There was a point in my life where I looked around and really, really just didn't have a lot of guidance on how to embody a healthy masculine presence in the world. And through, well, one, surrounding myself with other people that were on the same journey, and then also through really beginning to break down and understand the different phases of masculine psychology from birth to death was really, really beneficial for me to Add a little context into my own journey and where I was. So, if you have any interest in joining me for that course, I will link it up in the show notes of this episode. The name of that course is The Modern Man's Call. And so, I thought today what I would do is break down the call to adventure. Now, I'm not going to break it down today in terms of any sort of masculine and fe- feminine energy or male or female call to adventure. I just want to talk about like what is this call to adventure because it is, in some sense, it's the beginning of the hero's journey as understood by Joseph Campbell, the comparative mythologist. And I think it's really helpful to understand that all of the different adventures that we go on and all the different roads that we travel down all begin with some sort of invitation. And what happens is that the potential of who we could be calls to us as we are. So you could imagine that if you were to Fulfill your potential in every different area of your life, you'd probably be a much different person than you are now. And I think it can be helpful to think about our own growth in terms of evolving toward our own potential. And it's not straightforward. It's not like there's a place that you arrive where you're like, oh, okay, self actualized. Now I've, I am, I am at the peak of my potential. It's like, well, no, because the more that you engage with your life, the more your given potential as a reward for that engagement with your life. The example I use in my book is maybe you can't run a marathon now, but if you ran a 5K, maybe you could run a 10K. And then if you trained for a 10K, maybe you run a half marathon. So you see like it is your engagement with your life, which gives you more and more potential. So as your capability kind of grows to match your movement you're given more potential. You might also understand this as thinking about, we all say, "Ah, oh, growth happens when you're outside of your comfort zone. It's like, well, if that's true and if you believe that, the more you grapple with life outside of your comfort zone, the wider your comfort zone actually gets because it's only uncomfortable for a little while, right? Once you learn, you can think about like taking a new job, for example, on day one or when you just start a, a program in school. I remember when I started my master's program, I just had all of this nervous energy, but like, I don't know how to be here. And I don't know what this is going to entail. And like, everything is uncomfortable in that, in that moment. But then as you engage and grapple with your life and, and mess with it, you realize, ah, the capability that I have is actually growing. My, my comfort zone is actually growing. So the first thing to understand is this potential us, which is often the future, which is at the end of all of the work that we haven't yet done, it calls to us as we are. And that's important to understand because oftentimes people are waiting to be ready or to, well, I'll get into that, but we we often don't feel like we're ready to answer the call. And so when you understand the hero's journey, what you begin to see is that the actual phase is the denial of the call. Like at first we're always like, no, it's this is for somebody else, It's this isn't for me. Uh, I'm not ready. this is there must be some mistake, or we just don't we just don't want to answer it quite honestly, because we're afraid of stepping off into that unknown. And so the adventure then, is the process of becoming. right? It is that grappling with what you don't know in order to assimilate it into your life and and increase your capacity. To live, it's to grow your comfort zone. It requires us to shoulder risk and uncertainty while stepping boldly into a life that we do not know in pursuit of a version of ourselves that we have not met. And so, a way that this might work is you have an interest and you don't really know why you have an interest. We don't, nobody really does. But what you begin to realize is that if you start to Feed life into that interest. It's actually an invitation. I got really interested into in uh, 18th and 19th century fairy tales recently. Right, that's a weird thing, but um, it's a it's an example. So we'll go with it. I'm like, I'm realizing that there's some sort of there's something deep in these, and they've all been recreated. Walt Disney, for example, has made billions recreating these fairy tales. And so you have to ask yourself, well, why is that? And it's like, well, because there's a recognition of self when we, when we see these stories. There's something about ourselves that we see in these. And so we're willing to overlook all of the fantasy and all of the scary parts. right? You, maybe you think about The Lion King. It's like you're willing to overlook the fact that the, that lions are talking and living like humans because you see something of yourself in those. And so I started to read these fairy tales and I started to realize like, man, they're writing as if the entire world is alive. It's like the oak tree talks to you and the squirrel has a message for you. And then once you escape the rational, you realize that there there are other lessons in life that are far beyond logic that we really don't have any framework for understanding. And so then that led me into writing them on my own. So in the mornings I'll, I'll get up and I'll before I get into whatever I'm writing, the first thing I write is some sort of made-up kind of fairy tale, but it's adding a dimension to my writing that I never really had before. So what's happening here is my own interest, who I could be as a writer, is inviting me through my own interest to grapple with the world that I don't know in pursuit of a version of myself that I've never met. And that's how this works. And so that, that works out in your life in a million different ways if you have the courage to actually go down the road that your internal constitution is calling you toward and unfortunately if we don't answer that call right if we push that off we're like man that's stupid that's childish why am i gonna why would i read fairy tales that makes no sense at all It's like, well, it only makes no sense if you're existing in the domain of logic. But if you realize that there's a lot of life outside of what's logical, and that's hard for us to grapple with, right? Because we are post-enlightenment people. And so if it's not rational, it makes no sense at all. And there's no reason for it. And it's like, well, somehow for thousands and thousands of years, humans were able to live through this sort of mythical consciousness. And so why is that? And why do we still worship these stories today, which is exactly what happens when we read ancient texts? And it's like, well, because it hints at parts of life that logic isn't able to get to because life isn't linear. Life isn't straightforward. It's madness, actually. And so we need a way of capturing that madness. And one of the ways that we do that is we actually learn to listen to ourselves. It's not just the, the what looks good on paper. I mean, we can live that way, but it feels pretty unfulfilling. And it's beca- the reason it feels unfulfilling is because we're actually being called. Like Our potential is calling to us through our own interests, and those have to be grappled with, and they have to be understood, and they've gotta be followed. And most people don't answer that call because, well, because fear masquerades as uncertainty. And so we don't feel ready, which is a way of saying we're uncertain about how it will go. And the truth is we should be because we have no idea how it's going to go because we're walking into the unknown in pursuit of a version of ourselves we've never met. And so oftentimes it's actually just recognizing like, yeah, all of this is uncertainty. Sometimes we don't answer the call because we don't feel worthy which is a way of saying we feel uncertain about whether we're capable and up to the task, because the truth is we're not capable and we're not up to the task. It is grappling with it which gets us there. The truth is uncertainty is part of what we're doing here. There's a level of uncertainty baked into every facet of existence because the truth is that you have no idea how tomorrow is going to go. But when we use uncertainty as a barricade from living our lives fully we're clinging to a perceived sense of self. You know, often to protect our sense of self, we adhere to these internal limitations about who we are and what we're capable of. But you know, the truth is that this picture we have of ourselves, it's been really helpful to get us to where we are today often what happens is our mind has a picture of who we are. This is one of the reasons why why visualization works so well in growth work, because your body, your physiology, it reacts to the picture of who you believe that you are. And so if you can use these sort of visionary techniques to create a new image of yourself, you can find that that reality will start to come in alignment with that vision. This is also why you can have these elaborate fantasies in your head that aren't true and your body will react to them as if it's true. Like maybe you've had a dream where your partner cheated on you and it felt very vivid and you can't shake the feeling the next day or maybe for weeks or maybe you let it grow into a neurosis. Who knows how far you let your fantasies go. We all do this in different ways. But one of the reasons it actually feels so visceral is because our minds react to the input that we feed them. And so the way that this can work against us is we have these interests in life that are calling us to new and better and deeper ways of being in the world that are more in alignment with our authentic originality. And we don't answer that call because we've got a picture of in our head of who we actually are. Like I've got a picture in my head like I don't read fairy tales. That's not the guy that I am. So we have all of these boundaries that are creating limits into what we can do and how we can explore the world and who we can be and unfortunately those limits will keep us from being who we are actually here to be if we let them our potential is calling to us through our interests through our passions through our what-ifs through our maybes through our i wonder if i could i remember when i first had the thought of like I wonder if I could run for 200 miles Now that's a ridiculous thought to have and there's a lot of people that wouldn't entertain that thought. but man the road the the, the world that that's opened up for me, the people that I've met through those endeavors, the the things I've learned about myself and about life just because I had the I guess you could call it courage, maybe you could call it stupid, whatever you want to call it. I had the something in me that allowed myself to answer some of these calls. And then it's the grappling and it's the increasing of the comfort zone where you start to grow into, well, maybe somebody else altogether, but certainly a more expansive version of who you're actually here to be. So that's how I understand the call to adventure. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll talk later on Morning Coffee.